Welcome in, listeners. We're so glad to have you with us for this episode, which is just packed full of hope. Today, Emily sits down with the local ministry reps for Family Life, Roger and Tanya Haskin. They are in the business of promoting healthy marriages and families. And let's be honest, our world needs some hope and healing in this department. This is one of those episodes you're going to want to share with your friends. And at the end, we'll share some great resources with you that offer help and healing to those feeling hopeless in their relationships or those needing some encouragement with their family life. So here we go. Let's jump right in. All right, everyone, welcome this morning to the Living in Hope podcast. I'm Emily, and I am so excited because I'm here with two of my favorite people who I was probably more excited to interview these guys coming into um, being on the podcast team with Living in Hope than, uh, yeah, they were top of my list. So this morning, I'm sitting here with Roger and Tanya Haskin. They are representatives with Family Life here in our local area. And uh, Roger and Tanya, why don't you guys introduce yourselves for us? Well, like, like you said, we're Roger and Tanya Haskin. We've we've been married for 25 years now. Um, we have wow, that's awesome. Three incredible children and uh, and a few grandchildren. Yeah, we have um, our daughter Natasha. She's married to Josiah. They live in Kodiak, and they have two beautiful kids, Evergreen and Freedom. And then we have our son Nathaniel. He's married to Emily. Nice name. <laughs> and they have um, Autumn, and they live right here. He's associate pastor at Island Baptist Church, and it's just fun to have one of them close. And then we have Nehemiah, and he's 18 and leaving in three weeks for college, and so we'll be empty nesters. New phase. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a new phase for you guys. That's mm-hmm. so awesome. So yeah. cool. Well, why don't you guys tell me... A little bit about who you are and how you got started with family life. And I know you guys are very passionate about serving marriages in our community. So I'd love to hear how that started with your own story and then going forward. Well, we, we started off actually as roommates. We met, met in a home in Mount Lake Terrace. Um, we both were in transition and, uh, yeah, so we met as roommates and, uh, we kind of went from there. We'll leave out some of those details because <laughs> this is probably a family broadcast. Yes, and, and we were not believers at the time. Yes, we, we definitely put in were there. not. <laughs> we believed in ourselves, not uh, not in the Lord yes. at the time. That is for sure. Uh, but uh, we uh, we had a child on the way, and uh, yeah, we we went our separate ways actually for a little while, and then God brought us back together. We we wanted to buy a home. Um, that was. Uh, Tanya's idea of what would make us a family was if we we actually lived together in a home. What what a concept, huh? <laughs> we, we still weren't talking marriage because we had been um, both. Um, uh, yeah, we had come from dismal marriages, so we weren't talking marriage. We thought, no, that's too much commitment. But yeah. let's sign a thirty year le- I mean, a thirty year <laughs> something to buy a home. <laughs> that's not any commitment. Not at all. At all. No, <laughs> no, no. So yeah, so there we were. Uh, sitting in our mortgage broker's office, um, getting ready to fill out paperwork in. And the mortgage broker looked across the desk and looked at us, and she said, you know, this paperwork would be so much easier if you two were married. So we looked at each other and said, "Yeah, okay, give us a few days. We'll be back. And that was our proposal. Yes, she um, did it for us. Yeah. So. <laughs> How romantic. 
Yep. Oh, what a bunch of losers we were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we probably yeah. still are. I don't and we'll know. Well, just thank you, Jesus, for coming in. That's Amen. all we got to say. So. So we, let's see. So we, we actually, three days later, we met at the Everett Courthouse mm-hmm. and uh, got married. We sat through traffic court, went into the <laughs> judge's office, and he goes, where's your witnesses? We're like, well, I didn't realize we needed to bring people with us. So he called somebody in from the hallway. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we don't even know whose names are on our marriage certificate because they were somebody who was just walking by in the hallway um, because marriage was so important to us at the time. Yes. Um, so we got got married and then we went to Subway, had a Subway sandwich together and celebrated our great marriage and went back to work. Um, I was working in Bellingham at the time and Tanya was in Edmonds. So we the Everett Courthouse was the closest halfway point to meet and get married and then be able to go back to work. So we just met <laughs> okay. for lunch and yeah, because we weren't living together. We no. were going back to separate homes. Yes. But we did purchase the home, and it's the home we're in now. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that neat? Because this community has been incredible in our growth. Yes. As far as um, we have been mentored by some um, beautiful saints here. And it's just a beautiful community to raise your family. So God knew what he was doing. Um, but it was it's a good thing. two and a half years into that marriage, we were having problems. Of course we were, right? Because yeah. we didn't do anything um, God's way. We did it Roger and Tanya's way, which was not a very good way. <laughs> so two and a half years in, we were having problems. And somebody, I was a police officer at the time in Bellingham. Mm-hmm. And one of um, my friends there, um, Steve Moyer, was a volunteer on the Family Life Weekend to Remember team okay. for Semiamu. And he handed me a brochure. And he said, you and your husband need to get here because he could tell there was something going on. So I took the brochure home. I read it. It was all about God stuff. And I thought, well, we'll go and we'll get the marriage advice and we'll leave the God stuff there. So (laughs) then I said to Roger, let's go. And Roger says, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. So Tanya set everything up and we, we had it all ready to go and... About a month before, I think around a month before, my boss called. I was I was running the, the Pet Boys in Everett at the time, and my boss, who lived in Utah, called and said, hey, I need you to go to Arizona for a week to do some training. And it was that same week of the weekend to remember, and I wasn't going to be back till Saturday. So I'm like, cool. I don't have to go to this stupid marriage thing. And I went home and told Tanya, I said, yeah, you're going to have to reschedule this or something because I have to... I have to go to training, so I, I can't do this marriage conference thing you wanted me to go to. So, sorry, I can't go. So, Tanya was uh, a petite little flower, as yes. she would put it. <laughs> yes, I was feisty, and I was a police officer, so I just called his boss. I'd never met him, and I said, um, you, we, you need to get Roger home for this marriage conference, um, or else he will not be working for you. Oh, good for you. <laughs> well, sort of, except for that's pretty uh, bold. Yeah. And I look back and I go, wow. <laughs> but the man on the other end of the phone said, we are a family company and I'll have Roger there. And I went, thank you, hung up. So wow. um, God was in that too. Um, so we're going to fast forward a little bit. We get to the conference. Um, the enemy tries to stop us in several yeah. ways, but we get there. And that was our first um like peek into family life. And man, there was 600 people in the ballroom. The speakers were speaking directly to our hearts. 
um, and especially to Roger's heart. It melted his heart there. So Yeah, there was a story um, the speaker was sharing. Um, his daughter had brought him a picture, and it was a, a picture of their family. And uh, he looked at it, and, and she brought it to him and said, Hey, Daddy, look at, look at my picture. Do you like it? And he looked at it, and, and he says, Well, that's an awesome picture, sweetie, but where's the daddy? And she goes, Well, the daddy's at the library, silly. Daddy's always at the library. And oh, he was wow. studying for his doctorate at the time. So he was either at work or he was at the library. And two weeks before this conference, Natasha, uh, at that time, she was about two and a half, three years old. She had drawn the exact same picture. Wow. So this guy was standing on a stage telling a story that had just transpired in my home two weeks before. And it was just, I was broken. I, when when t- Natasha first showed me that picture, I thought nothing of it. You know, for, for her, it was, well, daddy's at work, because daddy's always at work. At the time, I was working 80, sometimes 90 hours a week. I was just gone constantly. Mm-hmm. And Tanya and I weren't getting along, so I just stayed away. Um, that was my, my escape area was work. And uh, so, yeah, I just looked at it and said, yeah, that's what dads do. <laughs> And thought nothing of it. But when I heard another man speaking it to me, the Lord just, like Tanya said, he, he melted my heart. I was, I was undone. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And thank goodness. Saturday nights are date nights at these Weekend to Remembers. Mm-hmm. I know you guys have been there. Yeah. And um, our date consisted of four hours of arguing and, and yelling and fighting because we had just heard what marriage was supposed to be. And we knew what our marriage was looking like right now. And it was hopeless. Yeah. It there was not hopeless. a lot of overlap in those I almost two get stories. teary-eyed talking about it because I know, I know that feeling. And um, so they are so good at presenting the gospel at these things, even to, to people like us who had no yes. interest in Jesus whatsoever. So they presented it so well that by the end, we, we were tiring each other out with this argument. And at some point, both of our hearts realized we needed Jesus. So Roger grabbed my hand and we got on our knees and he led us both to the Lord. Wow. And it's never been the same. We walked into Island Baptist Church, a a church here locally, the next week. And those people were so kind to us because we were were quite a mess. I'd been in the military for almost eight years and I'd been in the automotive field for about seven, eight years at that time. So I had very, very colorful language that was just normal. To us, normal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just, we were pretty rough around the edges. Yes. And like Tanya said, they just loved us where we were, mm-hmm. but they loved us enough not to leave us there. That's amazing. Yes. So wow. that's how we were introduced to family life. And so yes. that's why we're passionate about it. Uh, yeah. we were, we were lost and we were found by Jesus there. So and if God can use that know. ministry to to bring us around, He can He can bring anybody around. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. Wow. So now, tell me where you guys are with family life now. What do you do now with family life? What does that look like? Well, right after that conference um, that changed our lives, we volunteered, and so we were volunteers for twelve years, and it was a good training ground. Um, we were being trained by beautiful people here through the homeschooling community, through our church, um, just really neat people. And then with the family life, people from there. And so we did that for 12 years before we took the next step. Yeah, and it was, it was one of those things where we had a comfortable life. Um, we, weren't, we weren't rich, but there wasn't many things that we wanted that we couldn't get. Um, so when, 
when we looked at being missionaries, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> missionaries <laughs> are poor. And I grew up poor, so I know what that life looks like. And I, I don't, I want, don't want that life for my children. So um, I fought against um, going on staff for, well, for 12 years. So it was not something I was interested in doing, but, you know, God kept hounding us and, and kept pursuing us. And, and there was always that little, little thing in my heart. That's like, there's a calling here. There's a calling here and I can feel it. So I finally gave into that. And, and I, I wouldn't say I gave in fully at first. I said, I will walk through the doors as long as God opens the doors. But as soon as I hit a closed door, I'm going to consider that I was obedient. I followed what God told me to do, and, and I will here. be content with that, <laughs> and I will be able to go back to my comfortable life. Uh, but God has, I, I have not hit a closed door yet. God continues to open doors. He continues to provide. He's and amazing. I, I, I can't think of doing anything different. Um, what we do with family life is just an incredible um, opportunity to impact other families for the gospel. And, and again, I, I can't think of doing anything different. Um, it's not us doing anything. We just show up and we get to watch God transform lives. And I can't think of a better way to spend the rest of my life than watching God work right. from the front row. So right now we um, attend Weekend to Remembers. So a little bit about what you do at the weekend to remember. I just come along as a helper. So my role is to train volunteers. Um, I, I um, identify volunteers that are interested in doing um, ministry with families, interested in working with marriages. Um, and it's just people that God has called. Um, we're all broken people. Um, but, but God has a purpose for each one of us. You know, Ephesians 2.10 says that we were created for his workmanship for a purpose that he prepared beforehand. Mm -hmm. And, and I truly believe that. And when we find that we are doing what he prepared us and what he created us to do and, and prepared beforehand, there's no better feeling. So when, when we connect with volunteers that are excited about getting involved with ministry, it's just, it's fun just making that connection and then just kind of showing them what they're actually capable of doing. Because it's God doing it. It's not them. There's, there's a lot of people that, that have this desire to, to help others, but they think they're not qualified. And, and one of my jobs is to convince them that you're right, you're not qualified. That's the whole point. <laughs> when yeah, you realize you're God. right, you're not qualified. But when God gets in there, he can help you do anything. Um, he doesn't call the prepared. He prepares the called. Yeah. And then there's a local ministry aspect that we have done since the beginning, since we've been um, even just as volunteers. And that is um, if couples need help, if they need encouragement, if they need hope, we start to meet with them either as couples or individually. We do some mentoring. Yep. And um, that's one of our uh, favorite parts. It's also um, one of the most difficult because you're meeting people where they're feeling hopeless mm. and you're trying to um, introduce Christ and his hope for them. And so it gets, it gets messy and there's tears and that's Roger and I, and then <laughs> there are tears too. <laughs> so, so yes, but it's, the idea is to just love people where we're at locally. We do some premarital mentoring before people get married, um, just to try to help them start out on the right foot not be so surprised when 
trials and tribulations come, right? Right. right. Yeah. So that's kind of what we do. That's awesome. So on the more practical side, um, what would you say is your favorite piece of marriage advice to give to couples? Like whether they're been struggling for a long time or things do feel hopeless, or maybe if they're just kind of feeling just the weight of the world, like mm-hmm. married couples do, what would you say to them? Well, Roger and I both, um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier and we both said the same thing. Um, couples that pray together, stay together. And I know a couple people just cringed because it's like, oh, praying with my spouse is hard to do. It is. But we're not asking for eloquent words. Um, we're asking that you just grab onto each other's hands and you say, thank you, God, for the day. Help us to do better tomorrow. Help us to love each other better. And amen. <laughs> so the, it's, it's not so much what you say. It's that you are... Um, creating the discipline of praying together and bringing um, your marriage and your your baggage to God, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that invites God into your mess. Yes. Yeah. And it's surrendering to Him. You know, it's it's a way of, of creating intimacy with each other, mm-hmm. with God in the midst of it. It's beautiful. Um, and what we, what we have found is when there's two people fully sold out to the Lord— they can get through anything. Amen. Yeah. When when we talk with couples and they're struggling, it's usually because one or both of them are not right with God. Mm. So that's what we focus on is where is your relationship with the Lord? Because if you're right with the Lord and your spouse is right with the Lord, it's he exciting. can fix it. <laughs> yeah. You know, for for people to say that that we have irreconcilable differences is an affront to the Lord. Mm. That yeah. that's saying that 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 Christ's sacrifice was worthless. Mm-hmm. It's saying that it's it wasn't real, or it doesn't have the power to heal my marriage, which right. is amazing because it's got resurrection power. Yes. So, and that's again, if both people in the marriage are claiming Christ, it's mm-hmm. different if it's unequally yoked, and we we still yes. mentor and we'll go along that route. But um, we really believe in the power of Jesus Christ to do anything and everything if you're sold out to him. So that's awesome. I love that. So on that same kind of vein, I mean, you kind of, you kind of answered this a little bit already, unless you have something else, but, um, what would you say is one other small thing that couples can do that would have a big impact on their marriage? I would say that communication is probably the key. Let's talk about everything. Um, there should be no off limit topics. Uh, in a marriage. Um, it should be open, transparent, um, with, within reason. I mean, when, when you're communicating, you're communicating with love. Mm, you're, not, you. you're not just smashing somebody with your feelings. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a, a love relationship there. But open, transparent communication is, is important in any relationship, especially in marriage. So I would say that's probably the, the most practical thing other than praying together. Yeah. And I have an attitude of gratitude. That's what helps me. When I'm grumbling and I'm focusing on Roger's faults, he only has one or two of them. But when I'm focusing (laughs) on them, um, instead of being a godly wife and remembering to focus on Christ and build up my man, encourage him, then I got to get to my knees. I got to be praying. And then I actually start writing down everything I love about Roger, all the good things he does, all the skills he's been given, 
from the Lord, because when I start to do that, it softens my heart, puts me in the right place with God, and then God puts my focus back on me. (laughs) And he says, young lady, you got some work to do. And he does it in a very kind, gentle way. And I'm undone, and then I'm back on track for my marriage. So an attitude of gratitude. That's wonderful. I love that. So I know you guys are um, starting some local things up here in the fall. I would love if you'd share a little bit about what you guys are going to have for our community, because most of the people who listen are local. Um, So those of you who are local, Roger and Tanya have some offerings this fall. I'd love for them to share what they're they're planning to do. Well, um, we have been doing this for a couple years now. We have a marriage curriculum on Tuesday nights and a parenting one on Wednesday nights. And um, we are still wrestling through whether it will be Zoom or live or Zive. (laughs) A little bit of both. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we're starting, I believe it's September 21st and 22nd is when we'll be starting these new things. And um, the first one is Love Like You Mean It from Bob Lapine. So if anybody remembers Bob Lapine as such a incredible radio host of Family Life Today. He has put together something called Love Like You Mean It. So we'll be going through that curriculum. And then we have new hosts of the radio program now, Dave and Ann Wilson. And I'm looking at Roger and making sure he's nodding to me that I'm getting these names right. Yes, (laughs) He's in agreement. And that one is called No Perfect Parents right? Or is Mm -hmm. it parenting? You know, no perfect parents. And I'm excited about that one because I am a no perfect parent, (laughs) right? And um, we're almost done with our active parenting. And now it's more of a coach and a praying and and that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. um, I just, there's so many people who um, need some hope in both their marriages and parenting. And I think that this will be a way just to get the uh, communication started. Conversation started yes. about both topics and a way to get connected with people in the community. Um, mm-hmm. Man, when we host these things and we facilitate them, it is so much fun to see what incredible ideas come from other people yes. um, that we're interacting with. Mm-hmm. These people have all been um, married and parents for a long time, and they've got some good things to share with us. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we, we learn something new every time we go through yes. these. And, and the exciting thing too. about both of these is Tanya and I haven't gone through these yet. So we're going to be going yes. through them um, with whoever whoever joins us, mm-hmm. um, learning together. Um, Tanya and I are will be facilitating this. We're not, we're not leading it. We're not teaching it. We're facilitating it because we're, we're going to learn along with whoever is there with us. And that's, that's the funnest part of, of doing this. And I know Tanya said we've been doing these for a couple of years, but it's actually been going on five years that we've been doing Woo-hoo! this. COVID kind of throws all your timeline off. Yeah, the last 18 months have just yes. basically been a Yes, a we did it live at the YMCA for a few times, yes. and we're going to try to get back maybe in there so that we have a place to be that the community can come. Yes. But COVID uh, shut that down, and yes. so we... So we moved online. Yes. We actually met people all over... The world. All over the world. Mm-hmm. We, we, had, we, we represented the South in one of our classes. We had somebody from South Korea, South Carolina, and South, South Dakota, Dakota all in the same class. So yeah, that I'm not was, sure what that the was South fun. was. <laughs> Go to the South. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We, um, when you guys were talking about how you learn so much, even in facilitating, uh, my husband and I are in marriage ministry here at the chapel, yes. and we learn so much from hosting or leading mm-hmm. or anything, and uh, it's really incredible how you get started in ministry and you think 
you kind of can think, oh, this is going to be me helping other people. And then you go, oh, wait, no, that's not how this is going <laughs> to work at all. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. We all need help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, one question that we ask all of our guests, because this, this is the Living in Hope podcast, is what does hope mean to you? I would love it if each of you would share what hope means to you. Well, for me, hope has a name and it's Jesus Christ. So I am like sold out that anyone who is teachable and open to hear about what Christ might want for you in either marriage or parenting or just living, right? Living with wisdom, then it needs to start with um, just your devotion to Christ. And that's where we get our hope. Um, Everything can seem hopeless, but he is our anchor and he gets us back to a place of hope. There is so many stories we have of people where Roger and I, in our finite minds, would say, oh man, this is hopeless. <laughs> and then God would prove us wrong, hallelujah, and it was not hopeless, because he got in there and he changed some hearts. And people are, when that happens, their marriage and their family is actually better than it's ever been. And some of them went through a lot of trials and tribulations and they're still on the other side healthier and more beautiful and usually then they are mentoring others Mm -hmm. because God's using that that pain they went through and the comfort he provided for them to grow them up and give them a testimony that helps others be genuine and real so it's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah, and I would say my my idea of hope is is very similar. You know, when when Tanya and I sit down with with a couple and they start sharing some of their struggles, there are times where where I will start to to smile as they're sharing troubles, and it's and I have to be careful with that. But but the reason I smile is because I can see the passion in the two of them, and I know that if there's passion, there's hope. Mm-hmm. And I see the hope. I know it's hard for them to see it because they're in the midst of it. But Tanya and I have been in this long enough and we've gone through this enough on our own that we can see through the struggle and we can see the hope on the other side. And I, I just, I get excited when, when I can see the passion. The thing that is the, the saddest for me is when we see a couple, they sit down next to us and they're not arguing. There's no passion. It's just dry. It's it's flat. And there's no there's no compassion at all in that conversation. That's that's sad because the passion has left. One of them has checked out. Those marriages are very difficult to bring back. But even in those, it's not if, impossible. If they <laughs> if they get right with the Lord and get the passion of Christ back in their lives, there's hope in those as well. Yep. So. That's where I draw my hope from. It's it's when there's passion in a relationship, there's always hope. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, thank you both so much for spending yes. some time with me this morning and being here. And it's just always wonderful to hear what you guys have to say. And I know so many people are going to be encouraged by what you shared this morning. Thank you for well, having us. Yes, thank you for having us. This is awesome. A big thank you to Roger and Tanya for their years of investing in others' marriages and families. I just love how raw and real their story is. What a testimony their marriage is to the power of Jesus to restore what is broken if we invite him into our mess. Hey, if this struck a chord with you today, we want to connect you with some great resources. No marriage is too far gone. There's always hope. 
We've attached contact info for the Haskins. So if you're interested in finding out more about the weekly marriage group or the parenting group that they're leading, be sure to reach out to them. And another note, since this recording, they've actually pushed the start dates for these classes to the end of October. So that's great news. There's still time to get signed up. We'll see you in two weeks for our next episode. And remember to tell your friends that they can find us on their favorite podcast app. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do so. And that way you'll get a notification every time we post a new episode. Let's spread hope as far and wide as we can.